Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I want to talk about why you must explore specific areas of your Google Analytics accounts before January 1, 2020. The information that is collected from Google when you have Google Analytics running on your website is really amazing, the amount of data and information. And many times as we start to work with a client and we're trying to determine you know, factors for their digital marketing campaign, for their local outreach campaigns, for a website redesign project, or, you know, just specific growth um, objectives for a client, uh, we're looking for scientific data to help back up our decision-making process. And Google Analytics provides some incredible insight that many brands often overlook, especially if you're a, a small organization or a local business or even a mid-sized company, um, you know, you, you often, you know, don't even look at uh, your Google Analytics account, like the web guy installs it and you, you know, forget about it. So today I'm going to jump into and kind of dive into these sort of six key areas that I think you should definitely explore and why each one of those is so important. So number one is the audience section. And within the audience section, I think the basic breakdown of male versus female along with the age information, so your basic demographic um, information is really key because, you know, if you haven't looked at that information, you may be making some assumptions of who it is that's actually looking at your website. And if you're making incorrect assumptions and you're deploying those assumptions into your marketing campaigns, you could be making a big mistake, or you may be saying the wrong message in the wrong way and not reaching the people that you really want. So going into and drilling down inside of the audience section of your Google Analytics can really provide you with some great information. Number two is the interest section. Now, one thing about the interest section is that it doesn't automatically get activated. It's it's actually a fairly new functionality of Google Analytics. When I say new, it's within the last couple of years, but you have to activate it and sort of give it permission to, you know, gather this information from visitors that are coming onto your website. And really what it does is it looks like what they looked at before they came to your site. And I think that that is really interesting. And so they break it up into sections for, you know, affinity in market and, you know, kind of other segments. And really what you can look at is what are some of the, you know, things that that sort of just in general people like, um, you know, when it comes to their just everyday lifestyle. And, and you're able to at least draw or make some correlations between, the people who are visiting your site, and what are some things that are important to them in their daily lives, like entertainment or news or fashion or travel, you know, some of these things. And you're able to kind of drill down into that 
uh, specifically by, you know, the age bracket and group. So that is some interesting information that I think would be very informative when you're trying to put together your content creation calendar for 2020. If you haven't already started on that, um, this could be more data to help you make a decision in, you know, what content should we put together for 2020. Number three would be obviously look at your the geo section, which is the geography, and, and that really speaks to uh, your audience reach, not only from, uh, as we've talked about before, you know, male versus female and age breakdown, interest breakdown, but in, in, in the geo section, obviously we're talking about physical locations of the IP address of where they are when they come to your website. So if your business, you know, uh, is a local business and you're serving just, you know, your local market, but yet when you go in, you see that you've got a greater reach than what you've thought, that might give you some ideas for business development outside of your local market um, and, and look at some new business growth opportunities from that. Um, you know, if you serve a more, you know, regional or statewide reach, um, you can look at some specific cities. Um, maybe there are some cities on that breakdown that you're surprised by. You may see some cities that are missing that you feel like is, you know, representative of, you know, who, who your business, um, you know, serves the best. And so looking at that data and, and being able to draw correlations between website uh, traffic data along with your existing client base and or, you know, the people who you want to reach in 2020, that geo section is really important. Uh, number four would be, and this is a really interesting one, the, the label is actually called mobile. Um, but when you click on it, it gives you a breakdown of desktop visitors versus mobile visitors versus tablet visitors. And I think a lot of people are, you know, surprised by the numbers. I mean, it makes sense if your business is, you know, if you if you provide, you know, like services B2B, right, then it's very possible that your highest traffic is actually desktop. Because the people who you're going to do business with are in their office and on their computer and looking information up. Now, if you are a more B2C, right, business to consumer, and especially if you, you know, um, do a lot of business, you know, after hours, like from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., it wouldn't be surprising to see that you have a lot of traffic in mobile because people are not at their office. They're on their phone. They're at home. And they're looking information up. So, and then of course, tablet is is usually the the third in, in terms of you know the weight of you know how people what what device are they using to look at things. And this really makes a big difference because how your 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 website behaves. You know, obviously, we've talked a lot about responsive design and how your website needs to be able to adapt to the um, the the user's device that they're on and give them the most optimal experience. I think that's really important. And if you have a website that allows you to, you know, specifically define sections of your website, you know, and, and show this section to desktop users versus show this section only to mobile users, you're really creating a mobile experience or a desktop experience 
that is optimized instead of trying to treat it as a one size fits all kind of a, you know, scenario, because sometimes that's really not the best way to handle things. Um, okay. So number five is the acquisition uh, section of Google Analytics. And I think, you know, again, if you drill down inside there, you'll see the section called source medium. And inside of that, you're going to get a list of all of the, the URLs or the websites that people, you know, clicked on a link and came to your website. So it's kind of like a little digital breadcrumb trail of, you know, how people came, what, what site were they on before they came to your site? You know, so they got, they clicked on a link somewhere and were, were brought to you. Now, obviously you're going to have, you know, in that section, you're going to have your, your main, the, the little forward slash, which is usually the top line. That means they came organically to your site, um, to directly to the, to the URL itself versus, you know, you may have Bing or Yahoo or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or what have you. I think, again, the, 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 the benefit here is that, number one, when you're looking at that graphic, make sure that you change the default value at the bottom. It's only going to show you the first 10 columns. So you want to change that to like the first 50. And then it does just like a pagination where you can scroll through the additional hundreds of pages, but really you want to look at those top 50 to top 100, you know, sources that, you know, where people are coming from. And I think that if, if you're not seeing at least two to 3% of your traffic coming from LinkedIn in 2020, you're, you, you've got some work to do um, because organic traffic from LinkedIn right now is a great resource. Uh, it, it's, it's essentially free marketing and it's really uh, has some significant organic traffic. So if you're posting your blog post or your news briefs or, you know, specific content from your website onto LinkedIn, uh, and if you haven't done that in 2019, I strongly encourage you to do that in 2020. Um, but again, I think what you're looking for there is missing opportunities in in you know, thinking about, okay, where can I have strategic links on what websites uh, to link back to my site? And again, we go, we want to reverse engineer and think back through the audience, the interest, the geography, you know, think through the, the information and the data that we have reviewed uh, in our Google Analytics account to help us think strategically about what activities we're going to do in 2020. Because Guys, we don't have an unlimited amount of time. We have to be smart about how we use our time. Uh, and then lastly is the behavior section. I think this is probably the best section of data and information that you can get from your Google Analytics. So once you drill down into the behavior, you're going to see a label called site content. And within that, there is all pages. And then what you can do is uh, again, it will give you a list and make sure that you set the date ranges when you're viewing this information. It's going to default to the last seven days, but you want to get a much broader picture of your information and you want a much uh, broader data set period for you to be able to look at, you know, and be able to spot trends. So, you know, if you haven't done this in a while, you probably want to go back at least one year. So, you know, if today is, you know, uh, you know, December 17th, uh, you know, you want to you want to go back in time 
and you want to go to December 17, 2019, 2018, um, and then today, and then have it aggregate that data. So what you're going to find is obviously your homepage is going to be, you know, one of the most visited pages, your about page, you know, some of the others, but look for things that stand out to you, you know, and, and this often happens when um, working with a client on a website redesign project for them, there's often a disconnect between what a business wants to put out in front of the, the website visitor and the information that the visitor actually wants when they come to the website. And often those two things, there, there needs to be some type of compromise because if the organization only puts out what's most important, like what they want to tell their end users, um, it becomes very frustrating sometimes for a website visitor. You know, like if I'm coming to your website and I'm looking for your job listings and, you know, you've got them, A, not even a, a link on the homepage, but they're buried like two links down off the navigation bar. And it's hard for me to find that. I'll just go somewhere else. I'll just find another company or another association or another organization where I can get the information that I'm looking for, you know, um, quickly. Because, again, we don't have an unlimited amount of time. So when you look at that, it really gives you some some, you know, scientific data of behavior that really kind of pulls out your, your own personal opinion about what content you think is great on your website. Because quite frankly, it really doesn't matter what you think is great content on your website. What actually matters is what the mass website visitors who are coming to your website, what they think is actually good content because they're the ones who are your potential new customers or new members and you need to make sure that you're communicating and providing the content that they want, uh, you know, up front and center. So those are kind of the, the, the if, if you were to break down these six areas, these must explore areas of your Google Analytics, you need to do this before. Here's the thing, we're like we're, we're all, you know, kind of hanging out and, and cruising through the end of the year, doing a little Christmas shopping, building our Elster list, you know, having a good time. Guys, this is the time to, to jump out in front of your competitor and, and dig into your Google Analytics and, and start cleaning out some of your old posts and, you know, analyzing, hey, I didn't realize that people are really interested in this subject matter on this blog post that we did six months ago. Maybe we need to think about how do we, you know, produce more content around that particular subject matter. This is the kind of information that you want to take advantage of to help you make a better informed decision, a, a data-driven decision on how you build out the content and how you think about strategically for your digital marketing uh, communication plans for 2020. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day.